When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It may be the offseason, but the Rockies have some of the fans smiling with some of their recent moves. And folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for that. We've had several of our listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the past few years and make them their permanent family dentist. Why? Well, because they're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. Now, Allie Monroy, we've had here. She had her wisdom teeth yanked. Lindsay had her wisdom teeth yanked, and both of them had amazing service. They, they checked up on, on both of them every few days to make sure the medication was just right. Lindsay said it was the best dentist experience of her life. I don't, I don't doubt that because I've had some cleanings that were really bad. And the fact that you could get your wisdom teeth pulled when they're done right and it's done painlessly, that's legit. And that's Green Mountain Dental Group. And yes, the anesthesia had one off for Lindsay. So go ahead and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. And you'll actually receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Make sure you share that experience with you with us at Green Mountain Dental Group. They're located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, but a million miles better than the rest. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Now offering CBD-infused decaf coffee as well. Gotta love that. They need to feel more of your love. So let's go ahead and change that with a new code that you can use for 25% off your first purchase with code DNVR25. First time users get 25% off using code DNVR25. Here we are, October 6th. Rockies not in the postseason, but you know what? On this date in 1995, I kind of want to go back and relive a little bit of that before we talk about some of the attendance figures this year in MLB. Where did the Rockies finish after everything that's gone down this year with COVID and the protocols that kept some teams' attendance down? Where did the Rockies rank and what were some of those factors? And at the end, just kind of briefly touching on the American League wildcard game but again, Rockies' first postseason ever was 1995, fastest any expansion team had ever made it to the postseason at that point. First season at Coors Field, 
boom, they are in the postseason. They did have to take on the juggernaut of Atlanta, who did end up going on to win the World Series that year. On this date in 95, they actually won. It was a 7-5 affair in Atlanta in front of 51,000 fans at Fulton County Stadium. We're kind of getting back to that normalcy of seeing fans in the ballpark. That was the case in the wild card game today. Boston and Yankees fans there in Fenway. A few more Yankees fans than you would have imagined. But we forget just how great it is to have people back in the ballpark. Those of you that were there for Larry Walker weekend really got to feel what that was like to see his number 33 hung up on the second deck. Well, there's 51,000 fans at Fulton County Stadium. Yeah, Fulton County Stadium, not Turner Field, which was where Atlanta played from 97 to 2016. They had a stadium just before that. So in, in the first year of Coors Field in 95, Atlanta is now two stadiums deep on that, right, with Truist Park opening in 2017. It's, it's crazy to think how time has passed in that capacity, and yet Coors Field is still there, the third oldest stadium in the National League. So Rockies win. 7-5. Atlanta had won the first two games of that series. They would go on, win game four to knock out the Rockies. But some big home runs were hit in those first two games off some pretty notable pitchers. In game one, Vinny Castilla homered off Greg Maddox. We'll get to how good he's been in the playoffs over the course of his career. In game two, Walker homers off Tom Glavin. Impressive left-on-left -left homer. Two Rockies home runs against two Hall of Famers. That's a series that really needs to go back and be watched over and over again. Sure, Rockies lose, but man, seeing them going uh, up against these legendary teams in this franchise like Atlanta, who won the NL East for 13 years running there. So impressive to see the Rockies hanging with them. Lineup was Eric Young, senior at second base. Didn't have the senior at that point there was no real junior. Uh, he was around, but he, he was a child. So we just had Eric Young, second base, leading off Mike Kingery in center, Bichette in left, Walker in right field, Galarraga in first, Finney Castilla at third base. Four guys in a row like that. The Blake Street Bombers, unbelievable. We'll talk about the wildcard game, but I, I, I feel like I need to mention it now when you have guys like Kyle Schwarber, Anthony Rizzo leading off, Aaron Judge batting second you got to go back and look and think, hmm, in a slightly different time and a more of a sabermetric world, which the baseball world hadn't really gotten to that point yet in the mid-90s, would you have had Walker batting second, maybe leading off in a postseason game? Who knows at that point, right? Obviously had a lot of legs underneath him, stole many, many bases. More at-bats for Bichette, more at-bats for Galarraga. Move those guys up in the order, really try to maximize things. but. Batting seventh was Joe Girardi, no slouch at the plate himself. And Walt Weiss, batting eighth at shortstop. Bill Swift was your starting pitcher. They lined up against Hall of Famer John Smoltz. Uh, very good club, as I said, Atlanta. Yeah, that year went on to win the World Series. In the lineup, Chipper Jones was actually the only Hall of Famer in the lineup that day. We may see Fred McGriff get in the hall at some point. Maybe he joins Chipper and Smoltz. Sure, he was in the lineup. He was a decent Hitting pitcher. He was one of the pitchers that raked, if you remember from that uh, great Nike commercial with Glavin and Maddox. So, yeah, I guess maybe Smoltz wasn't quite as good as those other two guys. But Rocky scored a run in the first 
in Game 3 on this date in 1995. Eric Young drew a walk. Mike Kingery lays down a bunt. Yes, that was a thing that used to happen, and a lot more frequently and a lot more successfully. Young goes from first to third, scores on a wild pitch with Walker at the plate. They get two runs in the third on Eric Young's two-run homer, so he cashes in on a home run against one of these Hall of Fame starters. So it's three-zip, Atlanta ties it in the fourth. Castilla homers off Smoltz in the sixth. So he adds his second Hall of Famer that he homers off of. And guess what? In game four, he does it against Maddox. So the dude does it twice against Maddox, does it against Smoltz here in game three. So impressive. He does it against all of those guys. And I, I want to point out that Vinny, over the course of 17 postseason games, he went a couple years with Houston and Atlanta. He batted 350 in the postseason. Talk about a guy who's in the Hall of Very Good and almost never gets a whiff of the Hall of Fame. And I think he was not a Hall of Famer, but man, you you forget sometimes. You really forget. This is one of the reasons why we've been banging the drum saying Rockies need to have their own little Hall of Fame. That's just for them and for their guys to acknowledge players like Vinny Castilla. You have the upper echelon and Todd Helton and Larry Walker. Retire their numbers, great. If you don't want to retire Vinny's number nine, that's fine, but give him a plaque in a Hall of Fame over in McGregor Square. Unbelievable. He hit five home runs in the postseason. Three just in this series alone in 95 in the NLDS. His fourth came in 2001. He was with Houston. He hit another home run off Smoltz, a solo shot, who was a closer at that point in the ninth. And then his fifth one, he was with Atlanta in the 2002 NLDS. He homers off Giant starter Kirk Reuter. Why did I say Reuter? It's Kirk Reeder. Yeah, yeah, I know that was that was also kind of a letdown too. You go, oh man, all those Hall of Famers, and now you got Kirk Reeder, who was in the Hall of. Oh, he had a nice career. Not Hall of very good, but Hall of. You know, he had a he had a nice career. Another guy with a nice career was Rocky starting pitcher Bill Swift in that game. One thing that doesn't get mentioned enough, and I've I've said it on the podcast once before, is that in the 1994-95 offseason, there really wasn't one because of the player strike and subsequent lockout by the owners. So nobody changed teams at all, and we could be dealing with that this offseason. The CBA is up, and they're going to go through the World Series, thankfully, but... What happens after that is completely unknown, completely unknown. And so free agency opens up when they decide they're going to go back and play games at the end of April. And just like that, the Rockies end up signing the best hitter on the free agent market that offseason and Larry Walker. And they actually signed the best pitcher in free agency that was on the market that year. If, if you go back and look at his wins above replacement the previous three seasons, Bill Swift was tops among free agents. So think about that. There was a time in which the Rockies had the top hitter and the top pitcher in free agency in the same offseason. And it didn't break their bank either. That's 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 unbelievable to think about when you put it in that context. But Swift there in game three held Atlanta's offense to four runs in six plus innings of work, couldn't 
get out of the seventh. He did give up a leadoff single to Ryan Klesko there, but he outpitches Smoltz, who couldn't get through the sixth and end up giving up five earned runs. So kudos to Bill Swift on that. And dig this. We, we know about the three batter minimum rule. Well, when Smith Swift came out in the bottom of the seventh, Steve Reed came in, one of the most underrated guys. We're going to talk about him more this offseason as we kind of give out some awards. DNVR Rockies give out some season-ending awards to some of the players that have earned it in 2021. And, and Steve Reed, he might not win an award, but he may have a, an award named after him. Let's see about that. But he gets a strikeout, and then he's done. One batter, one out, he's done. Mike Munoz comes in, gives up an RBI double, and then he's done. In comes Kurt Laskanik, gets the next two. That was a long half inning, not terribly productive in regards of action. Four pitchers, three of which saw one batter. So that <laughs> that's rough to watch. Uh, but it's postseason baseball, so... You deal with it. And, and things did move a lot quicker back then in the mid-90s as well. Darren Holmes comes on the pitch, former bullpen coach for the Rockies from 2015 to 2019. Now he's actually pitching coach with Baltimore. He came on to seal it in the ninth 5-4 game, calls up the game-tying run. But right there in the 10th against closer Mark Wallers, who did once reject me as a child when I was trying to get his autograph. So I think. I think what happened next was very fair. And I think there's a direct correlation to rejecting children for autographs and blowing saves in the postseason. So what then happened was Dante Bichette doubled. Larry Walker intentionally walked naturally. Galarraga singled, scored Bichette. Castilla singled to score Walker. That gives us the 7-5 final score. Bottom of the 10th, Mark Thompson, who had never recorded a save here in his young career to that point, actually had a 1-2-3 inning against Mark Lemke, Chipper Jones, and Fred McGriff. On this date, in 1995, got to like that. Got to feel good remembering the history of the Colorado Rockies. Shoot, 16 years ago. 16 years, 26 years. Where's my math? Jeez, 26 years ago. Yeah, my gosh. That 95 team was was a special one, and um, I'm hoping they they honor them soon. Let's we'll we'll leave it at that. Again, a, a lot of Rockies players and a lot of Rockies teams need to be honored, but particularly that 95 team. They're getting up there in age, slowly but surely. We'd love we'd love to see them back at the ballpark. I know fans haven't forgotten about them, and uh, has Dick Monfort forgotten? I I don't know, but let's let's see if we can. For him to remember it, Rockies fans. Go out there and reach reach out to him. Send him an email on his iPad. He will likely get back to you, and, uh, and, and he'll answer you and let you know, where's this Hall of Fame going to be? Where, where, is it, where is it coming for the Rockies? When are we going to celebrate some of these teams? Don't forget, next year, in 2022, it's going to be the 15th anniversary of the 2007 Rockies. And we'll be talking about them for the entirety of this month. They had a lot of postseason games, plenty to talk about with the 2007 Colorado Rockies. 15 is a weird anniversary time, but look, you could celebrate them every year. You could have a weekend where you're celebrating the 2007 Colorado Rockies, where they come back, and over time, you go to 
those games. You go to the 07 weekend, and slowly but surely, you're building up your autograph collection. You're getting the ball signed by the entire team, right? You're not going to be able to get them all there in one shot, especially some of those guys are, are coaches now, or they've got sons that that play college baseball or, or travel tournaments, whatever it may be. But over time, you can do that. So let's let's celebrate those guys, and I celebrate the 95 Colorado Rockies. Nothing says toasting the 1995 Colorado Rockies like a Breckenridge brew. Now, you already know Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR, but did you know we also have them as our official seltzer? Yeah, Breckenridge Brewery and their good company hard seltzer is now available at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and York. And yes, somehow we're able to keep it in stock, but only barely. If you're not having your hard seltzers at the DNVR bar, you can get a 15-can sampler, which we've aptly named the Tap Pack in honor of Ryan Tapia, number 15. You can get that 15-can sampler of hard seltzers at King Supers, Costco, and just about anywhere. That's Breckenridge Brewery's Good Company Hard Seltzer, an easy choice for a great company. And great companies are a lot like Mint Mobile much like Mint Mobile, because after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, we've learned there's always a catch. So when we heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month, we naturally thought, what's the catch? But actually, after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only they cut out the retail stores and by doing so there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of those mystery fees it may be october and you may like mysteries but you don't like mystery fees no one does instead what mint mobile does is they pass on those savings to you so for people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. Keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Guess, guess what? This might be the best part. If you're not 100% satisfied, because you've got to be, well, guess what? Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15. Mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Make sure you use that for $15 a month for the new wireless plan and get the plan shipped to your door for free at Mintmobile.com slash DNVR. That's Mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Cut your wireless bill to only $15 a month at Mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Well, the Rockies may have finished fourth in the NL West, but they finished seventh in all of MLB. Not in the standings, but in attendance. 1.9 million of y'all folks came through the gates at Coors Field. And if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you probably went to multiple games, especially if you wanted to get that package that allowed you to go to the All-Star game because that was was well worth it. I've I've been in those shoes before where I saw a team that was atrocious, atrocious in 1996 in order to be able to go to that all-star game at Veterans Stadium. And so I know what that can be like. This, this Rockies 
team in 2021 was a lot better, a lot more exciting too at that. So 1.9 of you came through at Coors Field. And yeah, that doesn't include about 150,000 150, that witnessed the three-day spectacular that was the All-Star game. There probably wasn't, you know, the the 40 plus thousand at the you know futures game and the celebrity softball. They may have sold close to that, right? Because you bought the package and maybe instead you decided to go down to the convention center, but they sold close to that. And there were nearly 25,000 per game for the Rockies in that seventh place standings. Now, you know, they didn't have the opening day 2.0 until, you know, much later in the season at the end of June, which opened up against the Pirates. So that wasn't terribly great. They had the whole festivities and whatnot. But, you know, the Rockies kind of benefited from slightly more relaxed safety protocols, not because they were relaxing them, just because that's the state of Colorado and, and Governor Jared Polis allowed them to do that. You know, the outdoor venues, going to be warm. Um, you know, you're, you're still separated. They sold the tickets in, in, in such a fashion that people were separated around. And so they were still able to, you know, pack in 20,000 on opening day against the Dodgers. And it, and it felt like 40,000 because of, of how loud everybody was cheering and just the passion from everybody after having not witnessed a baseball game at all for the entirety of the 2020 season. It can you remember that where you, you couldn't even go to the stadium? Charlie Blackman had a walk-off grand slam one day in early September against the Angels. And as soon as he was done and went back into the dugout, it was you could hear crickets. You could hear crickets out onto the field. It was this one of the saddest things I think I'd ever witnessed at Coors Field at that point. And so you guys are finally allowed to come back. So that's been great. 1.9 million, as I said. It averaged 25,000 per game, which was actually more than the Yankees, more than the Cubs, more than the Red Sox, more than the Mets. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Rockies have amazing baseball fans that turn out. And yeah, of course, we do have to acknowledge a lot of people are transplants here. They, They weren't originally born in Colorado. There's a good chance most of you listening to this probably weren't born in Colorado. But it doesn't mean you're not a Coloradan. Doesn't mean the Rockies aren't your team. Probably means for some of you, some of you, they might be your second favorite team. And so when the Brewers come to town, yeah, maybe you throw on some yellow and and navy, and you go to your baseball mitt looking cap, right, with the M and B hidden in the logo, one of the best sports logos that's ever been created. You go in for three days, maybe you're rooting for the Brewers. This year was a four game series, and in the middle of June. But the rest of the 162 games, you're pulling for the Rockies. And yeah, so some of those fans are coming to Rockies games, but that, that happens just about anywhere. That does, that does happen a lot more in Colorado, but I know a majority of those were Rockies fans, were, were you guys. I, I saw it from the jerseys. I, could, I, I saw all of those. Again, I, I can't get over how many Larry Walker jerseys that showed up for his number retirement. That was amazing. On the flip side of things, on the flip side of the 1.9 million and the 25,000 per game, 25th in attendance, the Pirates, less than a million people came through those gates at PNC Park, one of the nicest, nicest ballparks in all of MLB. 
Also nice, the original one, almost the trailblazer to that retro look. 26 was the Baltimore Orioles, right? Orioles Park at Camden Yards. Not so good. 27th and 28th, interesting. 27th was Toronto. Now, keep in mind, they opened, they've played in three different ballparks this year, right? They opened at TD Ballpark in Dunedin, their spring training facility that typically, I think they were getting maybe 8,000 because that was almost what capacity was at that point. You, you can't find any more room down there. And yeah, there's going to be Blue Jays fans, but there's just going to be baseball fans down there in Florida, in and around Clearwater. You're near Tampa. So, you know, there's, I'm sure there are a lot of Yankees fans there for those Blue Jays games. Then they moved up to Buffalo, New York. Okay, they're getting a little closer. Still on the wrong side of that border. They were playing at Salem Field where they played the entirety of the 2020 season. If you recall, fun side note, the Buffalo Bison, their AAA team, had to then go play down in Trenton, New Jersey, and even had to wear wear Trenton Thunder uniforms, even though they were the Buffalo Bisons. Very strange. (laughs) Very strange here. But Toronto finally got to play back in Canada, in Toronto, at Rogers Center on July 30th. So they only had two months there. And they packed that bad boy out, much like Safeco was packed out for Seattle. 28th, Tampa Bay. That's right. The team with the best record in the American League got less than 10,000 per game. I I was looking at attendance figures. I I don't think they ever hit less than 10,000 at a game this year at Coors Field. And Tampa averaged that. It's mind-boggling. Oakland and Miami are 29th and 30th. The two teams, well, really, I should say 28th and 29th, Oakland and, and Tampa, those are the two teams that need a new ballpark, or rather MLB will have you believe they need a new ballpark. Oakland Coliseum, oof, that's rough, especially when the toilets uh, get jacked up. I know there's probably some Broncos fans that went out there, saw a couple games when the Raiders were in Oakland. If you've ever been down to Tampa, you know, Dome Stadiums, can be give or take, you can give back that Tropicana field. It's not great. So they need to sort that situation out. But Miami, Miami has no excuse. Less than 8,000. I sent out a tweet that I think the two highest crowds, maybe it was even a third, but the two highest crowds for the Marlins, it was against the Yankees, I think, in early July, early August. And it was a little bit more than 25,000. So, so basically what we're saying is the, the Rockies averaged more than the Marlins' best series. That's, that's crazy. Marlins have a new stadium. They have a new stadium. It's the third youngest stadium. Only Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, which opened last year in 2020, and Truist Park in Atlanta – there we go, mentioning them again, back in 2017, are newer. Marlins Park, which isn't actually even called Marlins Park anymore, that sculpture, that creation out in in left center, center field, isn't there anymore. They moved it to the outside. The stadium is now called Lone Depot Park. That's got to be one of the worst stadium names in all of MLB. American Family Field in Milwaukee, I see you. You do get a pass. For now, but Lone Depot Park in Miami, where the Marlins play, it was opened in 2012. 
and they can't get 8,000 down there. That is a real problem for Major League Baseball. It's a real problem for Derek Jeter, who's, who's running that organization down there. I did, I did also want to mention a couple ex-Rockies, how they fared down the stretch trying to get into the postseason. Tyler Anderson did make a start game 162 for Seattle with the season on the line. Of course, Boston and New York, they controlled their fate. Win and you're in. We were all hoping for that four-game craziness, right? Four-way tie. Yankees, Red Sox lose. Mariners and Blue Jays win. Wow, we're going to have a game 163 and a game 164. Yes, I, I can't break that down right now, but we there was a potential of a game 164. Yes, it would have counted as a regular season game. As it were, it didn't really matter what happened with the Mariners and Blue Jays, but Anderson was acquired from the Pirates, couldn't get out of the second inning against Shohei Otani and the Angels. Anderson was league average for the whole year. He's going to enter free agency now, a proper free agency, basically after getting put on the market the last two years by the Rockies and Giants, respectively. So he'll be a free agent. And that Blue Jays games, there was a whopping three former Rockies in that game. Pat Vileka, Tyler Nevin, a couple names you might know. They were in the starting lineup for the Orioles. Corey Dickerson was with the Jays. He had come over in a trade from the Marlins. He'll be a free agent again this offseason. He's a left-handed hitting outfielder, so good chance the Rockies will pass on that unless they do get some crazy offers for both Sam Hilliard and Rymel Tapia because they've they've got three left-handed hitters with just Hampson, who can play infield, of course, and Jonathan Daza. Those are your your real options. And, and we know Connor Joe's going to bounce back from his injury, another right-handed bat. So, you know, may, maybe you trade one of those guys. You know, I don't know what Bill Schmidt's going to have up his sleeve. Those are all his guys that he brought into the organization, right, uh, as the leader of the scouting department and, and MLB draft team. Those are his guys. So it's going to be hard for him to trade them. But to do that, you know, maybe Corey Dickerson's a guy you bring back. He was really successful here in Colorado. I think he could be again. Pavaleka, successful a little bit. Patty Barrels, successful in that 2017 stretch. Not so good with uh, the Orioles. He was one of the third worst in all of baseball, unfortunately. Negative 1.9 wins above replacement. That's not great among those players with 250 or more played appearances. Gregor Polanco, Joe Panic, they were also there. Tyler Nevin, 14 at bats, hit 286, a homer, three RBI. Do want to give a shout out to Michael Givens. Very brief tenure with the Rockies. He was fantastic up until his final three outings. Uh, he had recorded four holds, eight saves, you know, became the closer for the final two months. Ultimately, it was not enough for. Cincinnati as the Cardinals went wild. We know what they did winning 17 straight. You know, do they become the next 2007 Colorado Rockies? We will see, but Reds finished four games over 500, but seven games behind the Redbirds. So those are some of the ex Rockies. We'll check in on them this entire off season. It, it seems like there's, there's never been more former Rockies out there in the world. And, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, how well Bill Schmidt did, draft, scout, develop, 
players. And yeah, a lot of them did go off and, and maybe have a little bit more success elsewhere, like a Sam Howard with the Pirates. But it's it's interesting to see all these former Rockies players still hanging around the league. When I, I, I think if you go back historically in the past, that hasn't always been the case. It's definitely the most ex-Rockies that have existed at any one given time. Michael Givens may not have been able to save the red season, but Ball, aerospace and technology, is trying to save the world. Yes, they've been practicing diversity and inclusion for years, while other major companies have just talked about it as workplace idealism. And that's because Ball Corporation's culture of belonging has been noticed by the human rights campaign. They've noticed them. That's right. They pointed them out because their corporate equality index score is actually at 100%. So objectively, no matter what your background is, whatever that may be, no matter where you're from, even if you're not native to Colorado, they will not prevent you from succeeding there. It's true. You're free to be your authentic self. And once you work at Ball, there are lots of groups to join to represent your unique backgrounds. If you want to meet people or reach new career heights and get support, whatever it is, Back Ball supports groups like Society of Women Engineers and many others. And right now, they're actually looking for people who have technical and mechanical skills to help them manufacture aluminum cans and bottles, which they've been doing for a long time. It's an iconic brand. You know, they're doing big things at Ball, and you can actually be part of something bigger yourself with them. What you're going to want to do is text GOLDEN to 77222, and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com. And search for golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or simply text golden to 77222. Be unstoppable. Be with ball. Equally as unstoppable is Chevalier Mortgage because you're going to take that hard earned paycheck you get at ball and you're going to buy yourself a home with the expertise and support of Chevalier Mortgage. Chevalier's ultimate goal at Chevalier Mortgage, is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners is that with prices going up right now in this market, it's creating natural equity in your home. Guess what? If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that. Actually make the bubble work for you. And guess what? Yeah, it can be a little complicated. I just bought a new home myself, my first house ever. And it can be scary, but guess what? Virginia and Mike Chevalier can go so far with the services they provide to make you feel at ease so that you can make the best decision for you and your family. And right now they actually have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. And enter to win a free DNVR shirt or a hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Call Virginia directly, even if you prefer that way, 303-257-6578. You can also visit them at www.dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 in Virginia. Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Now, those are great numbers, but 
you don't want to be playing the numbers. You want to play smart. And so you want to play with DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And they've got a week five offer that every football fan needs to jump on. Because new customers can actually bet just $1 on any NFL game, and they would win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's it. Yes, a point. One point. There hasn't been a 0-0 tie in the NFL since 1943. It's a statistic. I'm a baseball guy, but I love statistics. And I know that that's 24 years before the first Super Bowl. So it's a no-brainer that your $1 is going to turn into $100 in free bets. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays where you combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, well, the more money you win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR and bet just $1 on any NFL game to win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply to DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. You already heard yesterday's podcast, but if you're listening to this on Wednesday, my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is the Dodgers over the Cardinals in the wildcard game. But guess what? Create an alternate run line. So you're giving the Cardinals two runs. Dodgers are still going to win. They're still going to top that. It pays out 130. Red Sox won by four. I think the Dodgers could win by as much as four as well. So it's crazy that an overwhelming favorite is plus 130 if you can manipulate that run line. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Lock it in. Finally, moving on to the AL wildcard game played on Tuesday night. You probably know the results. Yankees lose to the Red Sox at Fenway Park. 6-2, Garrett Cole. Not great. Two innings pitched, three earned runs. Couldn't get out of the third inning. Couldn't get an out in the third inning. But you look at what the bullpen ended up doing, and you say, Aaron Boone, I don't know, man. Did you yank him a little bit too quick? It's going to be part of the conversation, but ultimately a guy like Garrett Cole making $324 million needs to do a lot better. I listened to the game on the radio, so I don't know, you know, what ESPN and some of the other broadcasters were, were showing about the history of this rivalry between the Yankees and Red Sox, you know, obviously a lot of hatred between the two clubs to say the least. In fact, a lot of hatred between the Yankees and just about anybody they play. It's become true for the Boston's franchise as well, I think, as there are these two big market teams that are, have both become the evil empire. But, you know, Yankees and Red Sox, they, they were like the original game 163. There had been one before that in 1948, but there was a tiebreaker. And, you know, some of the previous game 163s, they actually played, you know, um, some short series. But the Yankees and Red Sox, 1963, Bucky Dent, hey, had uh, about four home runs that season. He stepped up to the plate, got the job done, and just one of the unlikely heroes that the Yankees have churned out over time. And the Red Sox have done their fair share as well. You know, they met properly in the postseason 
1999 in the ALCS. Once the wild card was added, since they had both been stuck in the AL East at, at a time before their wild card was even around. But they met in 99, another Yankees victory in five games again in 2003. It went to game seven. Mariano threw three scoreless innings, ninth, tenth, and 11. That's why he's the Hall of Famer. Aaron Bleep and Boone bangs a solo home run to break more New England hearts. 2004 was the same story. Except in the ninth, Kevin Millar draws a walk against Mariano. David Roberts, that's right, Dave Roberts, manager of the Dodgers, pinch runs, steals second base. Bill Miller singles to tie it 4-4 at that point. Red Sox win it in extras with the Ortiz walk-off. Boston wins game five. Schilling's bloody socks in game six. And... History in Game 7, they break the curse against St. Louis in the 2004 World Series, the first time they had raised the trophy since 1918. Check out a, a fantastic documentary. It's called Four Days in October. That'll kind of play out the entire history between those two teams, selling Babe Ruth to the Yankees, all of that. And it was all on display Tuesday night, again, in Fenway Park. Tight ball game. You know, no DJ LeMahieu there. Sports hernia that's going to require off-season surgery. There was a chance he would have returned had the Yankees gone to the ALCS. J.D. Martinez was out. If you saw it, it was a weird injury. He stepped on second base while running to right field to take his position defensively. Why are you stepping on second base? Very strange. Maybe that's why he's a designated hitter. Maybe. I don't know. But that kept him from out of the game and... You know, Cole's been dealing with some hamstring issues. Ivaldi had gotten knocked around against New York about 11 days prior to that game. But it doesn't matter. That's why you play the game, right? Big home runs by the Boston boys early on. Bogarts does it in the first. Schwarber does it in the third. He's their surprise leadoff hitter. That was that when that lineup came out, I was a little bit shocked to see him there, uh, especially depending on you know who they wanted to get in the lineup. Had Martinez been available, he of course would have been the DH, but you know, Schwarber does it from the leadoff spot with that home run, and it's 3-0 after three. Yankees had a shot in the sixth. They tried to get it going there a little bit, couldn't get it done. Uh, of course, Anthony Rizzo gets that started with a home run to right field. Former Rock, uh, former Red Sox draft pick. He was, of course, dealt to San Diego in an Adrian Gonzalez deal. It didn't really work out too well for Boston at the time. He spent a year in San Diego before going over to the Cubbies. And Judge singles. You got a double from Giancarlo Stanton, who nearly missed a home run twice in this game. Couldn't. Arc it over the green monster. I never thought I'd, I'd think of it in that capacity about like arcing it over, right? He popped it up and it, it looked like it had the distance both times, but it didn't. He doubles to left field. Judge gets thrown out by a mile at home plate. The third base coach waves him in. Who was that third base coach? None other than Phil Nevin, father of Tyler Nevin, who we just mentioned with the Baltimore Orioles. He'd come over in the Michael Givens trade, who we also just mentioned. It's crazy how small the baseball world can be at times. And so 
Boston immediately turned around. Alex Verdugo, RBI double to score Bogarts, who had been really cold entering the series. Verdugo does it again. RBI single. Stanton finally does get the home run on a drive to, to right field. Has to go the opposite way since he can't get it over the monster. Hey, do it to right field, but too little, too late. 6-2. Boston gets the job done. Sinks the Yankees. Boston will now go to Tampa Bay. And yeah, New England against Tampa Bay. We just saw it once already. We're going to see it again, folks. But uh, but now maybe you want to root for Tampa Bay and you want to see them. They're, they're the underdogs. Yeah, they have the best record in the, in the National League, but they're the underdogs. Similar to the Giants, who had the best record in all of baseball. They're going to be the underdogs uh, no matter who they play, whether it's the Cardinals or the Dodgers. We'll see what happens on Wednesday night. We'll definitely be watching that with some bated breath. So postseason baseball is gearing up. Rockies baseball gearing up a little bit too. I don't think they're going to be able to announce any more signings. We already broke down with Drew Goodman. You know, the Crone signing, a two-year deal, $14.5 million if you didn't catch that. An extension for Antonio Senzatella, five-year, $50 million. It's not going to be $10 million every year. It's seven and a half for the first two. And I believe 13 and a half for the last three. And it's definitely a sign that the Rockies are going to be back to spending a little bit. I know it's strange where you, you lock up a guy that's you already had club control over in Senzatella, and you you bring back a guy that you just had. Chrome was a free agent, and so you know it might not be the sexiest of, of moves, but does improve your squad for next year, answers a couple questions early, and maybe allows you to have some better trade dialogue over the course of the next month. Can't announce anything, can't really can't really make any moves in that capacity. They do put kind of a, a block on that. Doesn't mean you can't come to some kind of agreement, but it won't be official until much later in the month. In fact, it could even be the, the first of uh, November. The World Series will run that long. So this this could be really good, you know, ducks in a row for Bill Schmidt, the new GM. Make sure you listen to the previous episode with Drew Goodman where we went into that. And and one thing that we didn't go into, of course, was uh, the loss of my partner and friend, Drew Creaseman. If you've stuck around to listen this long in the episode already, you know, I don't know if that's out of habit, if that's because, you know, you, you do want to support DNVR sports or you enjoy what I've been able to do with my partner, Drew Creaseman, uh, over the last few years. But Drew allowed me the opportunity here at DNVR back when it was BSN Denver. And for that, of course, I'll forever be grateful. And, you know, still a good, good friend of mine. And and I'm beyond joyed in, in this very, very difficult time. But I have a lot of a lot of smiling in my heart. If I can, if I can make up a phrase for the fact that there's been a community out there that supported Drew during this time because I have no idea to know what it's like to go through what he might be going through right now, but you guys have supported him. And for that, I'm, I'm in, incredibly grateful and I'm going to miss him. And, and I know you guys are as well. And I appreciate you hanging on with me. If, if, if you're still here and if you're going to still give it a go this off season, we've got a lot of great coverage still coming, but it's going to be without Drew Creaseman. And, and I know I'm going to miss him. So, 
Thank you all for supporting him. Thank you for supporting us and for listening to the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm Patrick Lyons, and thank you for listening to the DNVR Rockies podcast. It may be the offseason, but the Rockies have some of the fans smiling with the recent news, and the folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for that. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans, just like all of us. Here's how we know. Allie Monroy, you know her from the DNVR podcast. She had her wisdom teeth yanked. It was a rough recovery, but if she didn't have the awesome friends at Green Mountain Dental Group to lean on, it would have been a lot worse. They checked up on Allie every few days, made sure she was getting the meds she needed. Speedy recovery. Our sales director, Lindsay, she had her wisdom teeth removed as well at Green Mountain Dental Group. And she said, somehow, despite the fact she had her wisdom teeth removed, it was a really great experience. The best dentist experience she's actually had in her life. And yes, this was after the anesthesia wore off. So schedule a cleaning x-ray exam and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group. Yes, free. Tag us when you go there. Show us that you're in Green Mountain Dental Group. We love seeing that. Show how this community can support our biggest supporters. It's Green Mountain Dental Group, only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, but a million miles better than the rest.